0: Good evening. I'll I'll bet you're surprised that I didn't say good morning. Uh, (laughs) Welcome to our Christmas Eve service. And we want to thank you for coming. And as we celebrate our Lord's birth. And uh, it's a wonderful time of the year. It's a good time of the year for us to look back and, and remember all the blessings we've had all the challenges he's helped us through. So let's open in prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for being with us. We thank you for the times that you spend, the times that you're carrying us. Lord, we thank you for the gift of your son who ultimately died to forgive us of our sins. Lord, so we ask that tonight The Spirit be with us as we celebrate his birth. This we do in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Tonight, the Advent season ends. We wait no longer. That great event for which we waited has happened. God's promise of a Redeemer is fulfilled. Christ Jesus is born. We light the Christ candle with praise to our God, Who brings joy to the world? The Old Testament scripture tonight is from Isaiah 9, 6 through 7, and Isaiah 52, 7 through 10. But there will be no more gloom for her who was in anguish in earlier times. He treated the land of Zebulun and the land of Nephthali with content, but later on he shall make it glorious by the way of the sea on the other side of Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. Those who live in a dark land, the light will shine upon them. You shall multiply the nation. You shall increase their gladness. They shall be glad in your presence as with gladness of harvest, as men rejoice when they divide the spoil. For you shall break the yoke of their burden and the staff of their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor as at the battle of Midian. For every boot of the booted warrior in the battle tumult and cloak rolled in blood will be burning for burning fuel for the fire. For a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, mighty God, eternal Father, Prince of Peace. There will be no end to the increase of his government or of peace. On the throne of David and over his kingdom, to establish it and to uphold it with justice and righteousness. From then on and forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will accomplish this. Isaiah 52, 7 through 10. How lovely on the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news, who announces peace and brings good news of happiness, who announces salvation and says to Zion, Your God reigns. Listen, your watchmen lift up their voices. They shout joyfully together, for they will see with their own eyes when the Lord restores Zion.
0: Testament reading comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter two, verses one through twenty. At that time, the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census taken when Quirinius was governor of Syria. All returned to their own ancestral towns to register for for this census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, his fiancee, who was now obviously pregnant. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her first child, a son, She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. That night, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them. Don't be afraid, he said. praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them.
2: See thee lie. Above thy deep and dreamless sleep, the silent stars go by, yet in thy dark streets shine the everlasting.
3: It's good, isn't it? It's good to be good, be good to be here together. And as we anticipate this time of uh, Christmas and Christmas Christmas Day and all that, all the stuff that goes along with that. And one of the things that we discover at this time of year, and always, you know, always happens this time of year, there's quote a good spirit around, isn't there? I mean, you know, there's a, a what what some people call the Christmas spirit, or the spirit of Christmas. And that's what I want to talk about tonight. I want to, just for a moment, want to talk about what is this Christmas spirit. Now I've got some slides up here. Show the next one. And these I, I googled um, what the Christmas spirit is. And so th- these are some of the thoughts. Christmas is not a time nor a season, but a state of mind. To cherish peace... whoops. Go back to that. Okay. Uh, to cherish peace and goodwill, to be plenteous in mercy, is to have the real spirit of Christmas. The next one. I wish we could put, put up some of the Christmas spirit in jars and open a jar of it every month. <laughs> okay. Good idea. Okay, next one. The spirit of Christmas is the spirit of love and of generosity and of goodness. It illuminates the picture window of the soul and we look out upon the world's busy life and become more interested in people than in things. Next one. We are better throughout the year for having, in spirit, become a child again at Christmas time. So, I'd like to add my own definition to that. And my own definition is that the spirit of Christmas is the spirit of love, peace, giving, thinking of others, the embracing of family together, hope, forgiveness, togetherness, good cheer, you know, all of those things together. Uh, it's not real easy to define. But generally, Christmas is a time of thinking of others, of considering their needs, focusing on others. Uh, And it's a time when families get together. And that's what's what's special to me about it. My daughter is here tonight, and that's really special to me to have her here. And it's a time of of, of thinking of others. It's a time of gathering together, celebrating together. And we've even seen, um, you know, we were in, uh, we have been in Turkey for the last 25 years, um, off and on, and we would usually go about sometime in November, and so they would have Christmas decorations up. And Turkey is 99.9 percent Muslim, and it always amazed us that they would have Christmas decorations up in the, in the malls, you know. Um, and this is this is one of the malls that we didn't take this picture, but I got it off the internet. Um, But this was very common. At Christmas time, you would go to one of the big malls that they have now. This is a mall in in Istanbul. And they would have a Christmas tree and decorations. And and many times, there would be uh, Christmas carols playing on the, you know, playing through the loudspeaker through the whole mall. Now, they were in English, so nobody understood it. <laughs> but at least, at least they're playing, and, and some people understood it. Um, and, but even there, there was a spirit of generosity and people getting together, and it was a time of celebration and so on. I remember when um, I taught English to a group of Turks uh, when we were in the Peace Corps in 1967, 1968. And um, it came Christmas time, and I was amazed as every every person in that in that little group I had, maybe twelve, of hotel clerks and waiters and small business owners who uh, who wanted to learn English, and I was teaching them English. They all brought me a Christmas present. I was I was kind of amazed, you know, that they would do that. So what I'm saying is this: that 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 spirit of Christmas is felt all over the world. Uh, people celebrating that there's something special about this time of year. But what I want to talk about is, what does the Bible say about the Christmas spirit? Okay, I mean, that is not a a quotation from the Bible. We don't find that phrase in the Bible. But I believe that the Christmas spirit is actually the presence of the Holy Spirit. And so what we are experiencing at Christmas time is that at this time of year, Christ is being lifted up. And you go into you know, the malls, and you go into different places, and Christmas carols are playing, and, and people are talking about Christ. And so there is, uh, there is the Holy Spirit comes wherever Christ is lifted up. So the Christmas Spirit is actually the Holy Spirit. Galatians 5, 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, Joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Notice how many of those we identify with Christmas. Love, joy, peace. These are the very themes that probably half the Christmas cards you get are about love, joy, and peace, aren't they? Um, You know, say something about it. And people love one another. We're filled with joy. We have peace within, peace without. People are kinder, better to each other. I, I mean not... Yeah, not exclusively. <laughs> you know, we all we all run into some, some times when it's not that really that way. But but generally, there's a good spirit, and there's a spirit, especially of giving to others, to those who work for us. You know, uh, uh, maybe somebody. Uh, you know, we have a pool guy that comes, and and so we give him a tip at Christmas time. And I think you know a lot of people do that. It's a time of giving. So. The Christmas spirit, then, is a spirit of loving and giving because Christmas celebrates that God gave his son to us and that the son gave himself to us so that we might have eternal life. Galatians 2.20, I've been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I live in the body, I live by faith in the son of God. Now listen to this, who loved me and gave himself for me. So, the whole essence of Christmas is that God gave His Son, the Son gave Himself for us. That's really what it's all about. John 3.16, So, for God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. So, the very foundation of Christmas and our celebration of Christmas is, is this whole spirit of giving. It's also a spirit of joy. Luke 2:10. The angel said to them, um, "And this is to the shepherds now, out in the field. And the, the angel comes to them and says this, "Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people." And one of the things that always happens when at Christmas time is that there is a spirit of joy um, that permeates. Is there not? I mean, you know, it it just is there. And there's a great welcome. Nice to have you here. And there's a great spirit of peace. Luke 2, 13 and 14. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth. Peace to men on whom his favor rests. So part of what happens and part of the coming of Christ is that he brings peace. He brings peace with God. He brings peace within. He brings peace with each other. He is a God of peace. And again, a lot of the Christmas cards that you get, they're going to have something about peace on them. The next thing is that the Christmas brings a spirit of hope. Romans 15, 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit." So because of what Christ did, Christ coming into the world as a little baby, that little baby brings hope to us. And it's almost imperceptible sometimes that, you know, just the fact that Christ came fills us with hope that there really is something more. I mean, when Christ came, he, you know he came to bring us eternal life. And so that brings hope to us that it you know, and, and it's hope that this isn't all there is. This world is not the end of it. There's something beyond this world. There's something better waiting for us, those who put our faith in Christ. So the Christmas Spirit, is a spirit. We call it the Christmas spirit because it's a spirit. We live in two dimensions, Um, you know, and we we live by the senses. Sight, smell, touch, taste, and hearing. And our lives are composed of stimuli coming into us through our senses in in this dimension that we have. The, The dimension that we have right here. But there is another dimension. there's a dimension that is is a spiritual dimension, and we can't always you know we can't always tell what that is and and we can't always perceive it until something happens where where um, all of a sudden we see the presence of the Holy Spirit, even though we can't see the spirit per se because. He is invisible, but we can feel the presence of the Holy Spirit. And that's what's happening at Christmas time, is that we are feeling the presence of the Holy Spirit. John 3.3 3, following says this, I tell you the truth, no one can see the kingdom of God unless he is born again. How can a man be born when he is old? Nicodemus says. Okay, this is a conversation between one of the Jewish leaders, Nicodemus, and Jesus. And Jesus, Nicodemus came to Jesus at night and asked these questions. Surely he cannot enter a second time into his mother's womb to be born, Nicodemus says. Jesus said, I tell you the truth, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless he is born of the water of the Spirit. Flesh gives birth to, to flesh, but the Spirit gives birth to Spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying you must be born again. And then he says this, The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit." Now the idea is this, that we don't know where the Spirit comes from, but we can see the effects of the Holy Spirit. And that's what happens at Christmas time, is that we see the effects of the Holy Spirit, in people's lives, in the love that we feel, in the giving, in the hope, in the peace, and the joy, and all those things that come with Christmas, we feel and sense those through people usually. But but we can sense in that the Holy Spirit is doing something by what is happening, even though we can't see it. You can't see the Spirit. He's he is invisible. He's in another dimension a spiritual dimension, but we can feel him through the effects that we see in other people and what happens at Christmas time. So, we don't know the source, but we oftentimes, we know the effects of the moving of the Holy Spirit. We don't know where it's coming from. That's what Jesus is saying. You can't tell where it's coming from, but we can see the effects of the moving of the Holy Spirit. And that's what Christmas is all about. But why do we feel this spirit at Christmas time? Because the source is the Holy Spirit. That's where we, you know, we feel the effects of the moving of God's Holy Spirit, who is the Spirit of God and the Spirit of Christ. Now, here's, here's, here's the kicker. You cannot have the Holy Spirit without Christ. Okay, you, Because Christ is the Holy Spirit. There's three in one. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. There, is, there are three in one. You cannot have a Holy Spirit without Christ. And the main reason that the Holy Spirit comes is to lift up Jesus Christ. So at Christmas time, when Christ is being lifted up, we can feel the moving of God's Holy Spirit. So the question is this, how do we extend the spirit of Christmas throughout the year? You know, you you, you hear people say a lot of times, I think I've got a slide that uh, next one I think is a, okay, the spirit, Christmas spirit itself ought to be the mark of every Christian all year round. That's J.I. Packer, a great theologian. But the spirit of Christmas often eludes us once the Christmas season is past. So how do we feel that presence of the Holy Spirit then? Well, we have to go back to the real meaning of the Christmas. Christmas is not about Santa Claus and his reindeer, or sleigh bells ringing, or elves at the North Pole, or Christmas trees, or endless hours trying to put lights on our houses, Decorating the Christmas tree or wrapping presents, or even children waiting to open their presents on Christmas morning or the traditions of the holiday. The Spirit of Christmas will elude us until we embrace the source of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. And we cannot have the Holy Spirit without the presence of Christ, without lifting up Jesus Christ. That's the whole essence. So you can have Christmas all year long, but you have to do it God's way. Okay? By receiving Christ into your heart, by being born again, by seeking the presence of God, who will give you the Holy Spirit to dwell in you forever. In order to feel the spirit of Christmas, you have to embrace Christ, who gives freely of his spirit. So here's the lesson for us. You can't have the feeling without the substance. We like the feeling of Christmas, but you can't have the feeling without the substance. And you can't have the effects without the cause. The effects are the moving of God's Holy Spirit. The cause is God's Holy Spirit. You can't have the joy without the joy giver. You can't have the Christmas spirit without the Holy Spirit. And you can't have the Holy Spirit without a relationship with God. You can feel the effects of the blowing of the Spirit, you can feel the effects in Christmas time, but you will not have the Holy Spirit dwelling within you unless and until you receive Christ into your own life. So Christmas is not about celebrating just another person who came, but we are celebrating the Son of God who came and wants to take up residence in us, in our hearts. Give us a new nature. As we talked about earlier, you have to be born again. You have to receive Christ. You have to receive a new nature or you cannot feel the presence of God's Holy Spirit. Ephesians 1, 13 and 14. But you also were included in Christ when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. Having believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit. When we believe on Jesus Christ, we are marked with a seal of God's Holy Spirit. And that's the way that we can experience Christ in Christmas all year round. And that's the only way.
0: for being with us with your spirit tonight, your spirit being with us. And we ask that we be able to keep it all year long, that you are in our hearts, and as we go out today, we remember all that we have learned. This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Go in peace.